what is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How we doing on a Thursday? Today is May 12th. How are you doing? What's going on on a Thursday? How we doing this week? NBA, NHL playoffs, man. I love this time of the year because the NBA playoffs are great. NHL playoffs are great. Both getting in a full swing. It's so much fun. Um, what's going on? How have you guys been? On today's show, it's Thursday, Storytime Thursday. Uh, today, we've got an interesting story. This is very recent. This just happened today. Uh, we're going to talk about Dave Portnoy, Barstool Sports, the Barstool Sports book, uh, and what's been going on in the news. If you haven't heard this recently, it's uh, been making the rounds within the industry and uh, Dave Portnoy certainly pissing some people off. So we'll get to that. Uh, thanks to Thrive Fantasy for sponsoring the show. Thrive Fantasy is a great place for everyone if you bet player props. Uh, they have what's called the prop lobby. Okay, So if you've signed up with Thrive Fantasy, if you're looking to sign up with Thrive Fantasy, you have to check out the prop lobby. Here's what you can do there. You can parlay up to five player props together, and I promise you it's going to be the best payouts you're going to find in the entire industry. The reason why this is, they have fixed payouts, so it doesn't matter what the price is for the player prop, it always pays the same. Check them out online, thrivefantasy.com, put in promo code SBD, that's important, that promo code's going to get you a huge bonus, a 100% deposit match when you sign up. And uh, it'll, they'll give you a couple tokens to some free contest entries as well. So it's really worth it. Thrive Fantasy, promo code SBD. And uh, they do have an app as well. All right, so let's get to the story. Uh, Barstool Sportsbook. Now, you don't hear me talking about the Barstool Sportsbook that often. And the reason is they rarely have the best prices. They rarely offer a lot of different good bets and props and things like that. Look, there's a reason why each sportsbook has its niche, why we use each sportsbook. Uh, BetMGM, they offer good arbitrage opportunities, right? You're usually going to find a very cheap uh, cheap underdog at BetMGM. DraftKings, DraftKings has a lot of player props and a lot of choices for bets, right? The menu is very large at DraftKings. You know, there's reasons, albeit we, there are things to complain about, you know, at a lot of these books. There are reasons to use them. Uh, Barstool, really not a whole lot of reasons to use them. They don't, they don't, they're not very inviting. They're not very accepting. They are the definition of what we talk about when we talk about retail sports books. There's no one who works at Barstool who's a tremendous handicapper. There's no one who's really been a, 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 you know, in the industry for a long time and knows the ins and outs. What Barstool does is they copy other sports books. They charge a higher VIG. And they don't offer as many lines or games. And they're very quick to dismiss winning sports bettors. So I just usually don't deal with Barstool Sports or uh, the Barstool Sportsbook. But what's happened recently magnifies and really identifies why I and other pros don't venture around there too often. Uh, this story was from earlier this week. A very prominent sports bettor who's actually, I believe, uh, from Denver, Colorado, where I'm from. And what's funny about this whole story is that I actually have a bit of a history with this guy, uh, not in the actual sports betting realm, but with some other stuff that we'll talk about in a few minutes. But this is kind of an interesting story. Everything comes full circle. It ties into me, ties into the show, and it's just really interesting. So uh, this better James, I believe it's Salinas, Salinas, S-A-L-I-N-A-S, not sure exactly how you pronounce his last name. 
James Salinas will say he's from Denver. He's really a, a successful sports better. He's won the super contest before. Um, you know, he's he's been prominent for I'd say seven or eight years, at least on a public level. Uh, so he is known in the industry. People understand he's a winning sports better. He has a track record at a lot of different sports books of winning. And so here's what happened. And then later on, after I tell the actual story, I'll talk about how, uh, I know him and, and or how I've heard of him before in kind of my history here. But, uh, what happened was James, uh, wanted to place a bet on, I think it was a win total in the NFL. I could be wrong about what the bet was, so uh, double check me there if you read anything. But either way, I wanted to make a bet and drove. I uh, Now, again, the, the, the details are fuzzy. I'm not sure whether this was in Las Vegas or he drove up to Blackhawk or to place a bet in Colorado at uh, one of the uh, locations. Because uh, here in, in Colorado, nowhere in the city of Denver can you place a bet, but there are places within the state where you can drive and place a bet in person, um, or he you know, potentially maybe drove to Vegas, but this happened in person. So James goes up to the counter of a Barstool sports book and asked about their limits. Uh, Barstool said, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll take whatever. We accept huge bets all the time. No big deal. Uh, didn't give him a number, didn't give him a figure, but said, yeah, I mean, thousands. You can bet thousands here if you want to. We'll take any bet. Well, okay, he said, okay, thank you. Went off, decided what he wanted to bet. Went back to the counter a few minutes later. He said, yeah, I'd like to make a $1,000 bet on, again, I believe it was an NFL total. Uh, and they said, okay, sir, that's, uh, that's fine, but we're going to need to see your player's card first. So he gave them their player's card. They went back, scanned his information, realized who he was, and came back up and said, not only can we not offer you a bet for $1,000, uh, we can offer you a bet for maybe 50 or or 100 but the lines moved. Okay, so what they did is they said, no, your bet's not welcome here. Uh, after they told him he could make a bet for as much as he wanted, all he asked was for a $1,000 bet. They said no. And they lowered his limits a lot, maybe 100 bucks he could bet. And on top of all that, they moved the line. So whatever bet he wanted to make at minus 110, was now minus 140. Okay, so think about that. They moved the line 30 cents, didn't let him bet. Horrible, horrible business practice. This is not standard. Well, actually, let me let me let me take that back because it still happens a lot even in 2020, but it's not standard practice for 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 a sports book to be so brazen about it because Sports books still understand the value of business, the value of how you look in the public, the value of sharps talking to others, especially public sharps like James Salinas, okay? So bad business practice. And yes, so like I said, it does happen maybe more than the average person would think, but uh, it's not super common. But either way, what you usually get when this happens, especially when it happens publicly, is the sports book owner, the sports book director coming out apologizing, saying we respect sharps, we, we, we always like sharp action. However, you know, Mr. So-and-so may have been playing too many sharp sides. We're going to take his money back, whatever, right? There's certain ways to handle it. I mean, I know people who've been cut off from very big casinos in Las Vegas, and it seems like there's almost a, a shamefulness, an embarrassment to, to, to ban players, right? Well, after all of this happened, where James uh, was denied his bet, they moved the line. They treated him horribly. They didn't let him get get any money down. After this all happened and went public, James Portnoy, or excuse me, Dave Portnoy, <laughs> Dave Portnoy, who 
uh, used to own Barstool. I think he sold, sold Barstool to Penn International. Uh, he's still obviously, obviously the face of Barstool Sports and the Barstool Sports book. Dave Portnoy got on a podcast either earlier today, earlier this week, and was talking a whole bunch of shit about James trying to make that bet. He said, quote, fuck that guy. <laughs> okay. Now think about the juxtaposition between other sports books who are businesslike and they're in and, and they're and they're apologetic and they try and do what they can to look at the public eye. And then you get classic Dave Portnoy, who if you don't know who Dave Portnoy is, this is very up his, you know, this is very his MO. He just goes, yeah, fuck that guy. He's trying to make all these different kinds of bets. He's got inside information. He's trying to make draft bets and, and WNBA bets and, and soccer bets and hockey bets. Of course, we're going to ban him. Fuck that guy. We're going to let that guy come in and spend his money. Right? It did not look good for Dave Portnoy in the industry. Now, I will say this. I'm a fan of Barstool. You know, I like the content they put out. And I'm a believer in life that... that a lot of people's strengths are also their weaknesses, right? We see this with Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. We see this with, with, with business owners. We see it with Elon Musk. I mean, a lot of their strengths also are their weaknesses. And here with Dave Portnoy, same thing. The reason why he's gotten to where he is in life and started Barstow and all that is he does have that fuck you mentality, right? He does have the mentality to say, screw you. This is how we do things. I do things my way. That has been successful. But when you get now in a situation where this industry is very tight knit, you know, I, again, I'm not part of that tight knit. I, I pride myself on being from on the outside looking in. I think it's easier to win that way. But the industry, the winners, the bookies, they all have this little fraternity that they're in. And Dave Portnoy just, just identified himself as not only outside of that fraternity, but now an enemy to that fraternity. So you get people like Chris Andrews, who is the sports book director at the South Point, or uh, that new young kid who's running circus sports. I, I forget his name off the top of my head. They're all now coming together and just railing on Dave Portnoy and Barstool. And, and, and there's this whole revolt against Barstool. And it's funny because a lot of professionals who back James up are now intentionally sending people to bet at Barstool because it's like, hey, we're winning sports bettors. We can pick off winning lines. Let's go take all their money. Fuck those guys. Fuck us. Fuck you. Right. So that's kind of hysterical now. And I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Maybe I'm making a few more bets at Barstool than I used to, because even though, you know, I don't I don't buddy up or partner up with other pros, things like that. I don't like the way they treated, you know, this this individual sports better. And the more that happens, you know, the more it's going to be become acceptable. So that was a really interesting story. We'll see how things unfold because this is brand new. But uh, let me tell everyone how I know about James Salinas. And look, I'm being nice to the guy because I, I feel like he was, you know, not in the wrong in this situation. But there's been some shady dealings in my past with this guy, James. Uh, for those who don't know, this podcast, the Sharp Angle podcast, it used to be called, uh, or excuse me, Sports Betting <laughs> This podcast, Sports Betting Daily, used to be called the Sharp Angle podcast. Okay, it's actually still up. On a, If you type in Sharp Angle podcast, you can hear me doing the show from a couple years ago. Uh, it was one of the first shows that launched with Woo's Media, W-O-O-Z-E Media. It's a, a digital media company that this this podcast and other podcasts are under. Well, I had a show years ago called the Sharp Angle Podcast, where we talked about sports betting, and it was very prominent in Denver, where I got going, right? I grew from the inside out. I grew from Denver out. Had a lot of listeners in Denver for that show when I first got going. Well, a couple months after I launched that that podcast... There was a sports betting website that launched called Sharp Angle Sports. Now, think about that. I had the Sharp Angle podcast, 
And then a couple months later, Sharp Angle Sports pops up, same color scheme, very similar design, and guess who was behind it? It's fucking James Salinas. Okay, do I think he heard my podcast? Do I think he, I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just saying it looks really fishy. So I went to my attorney and I'm like, hey, what do we do about this? And here's the sad reality of small businesses when you get going is you do get bullied sometimes by people with a lot of money. And James Salinas, who has a lot and millions of dollars, he's won the super contest before, he's a successful sports better. He clearly has a lot more money than my business had when it first got going and I had when this business first got going, right? So for me to fight this legal battle with James Salinas, big, hey, you stole our, you know, cease and desist, you stole our logo, you took our idea, that would cost me so much more money than it would just to start a new podcast and and, and say, screw you, we're doing this, we're going to make things better. And it's worked out well so far. You know, big listenership on this. We just started it late last year. You know, I'm very happy with where this podcast is, but that's why the whole change went about. So just to be honest, my opinion of James Salinas was not at a, at its highest level before this whole story came out, okay? I think the guy was a little shifty before. I've never met him before, never, ever, ever talked to him, never worked with him, never done anything. The fact that he's a pro better in Denver and I'm a pro better in Denver, that that means zero. I don't, I don't operate on that level. He probably bets a lot of NFL. As a lot of you know, I bet hockey and soccer because my limits are, aren't to the point where I need to venture into other sports yet. I'm very comfortable doing what I do. You know, so it's not like I know this guy, I've worked with this guy, but I do not have a high uh, opinion of him, or at least before this all happened. But that's not reason for me to come on here and say Barstool was in the right. Screw him, don't take his money. The guy wants to make a bet, they tell him he can make a bet for $1,000, and then they don't take that bet, lower the limits and change the line. Screw that. Horrible business practice. Barstool Sports is uh, probably not going to have a sports book for too much longer. And if you own Penn International stock, be careful, my friends. Just be careful. All right, that does it for today's show. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.